Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We are still at Huntstock, and I before this thing kicks off, I just want to put out an apology for all of you that are listening to this podcast because we've done some crazy ones and we have some crazy friends, but this could get very crazy. So there's four of us in the booth. This is your boy East Coast Trev, and this is Steve, and Madman Marduk, and we got a new guest on that we kind of found. He was riding around on one of these expert. Uh, hunter e-bike things and he keeps pulling wheelies no, that, and stealing mine. shit and we're, I don't really I'm know that. what that's mine it's it's going home with me well, I, I don't I think got, it, I gotta go home with you I don't even know can we just introduce the guest if we must all right all right well, what is your name anyways Jake from State Farm Jake from State Farm <laughs> Jacob what are you doing well right here I'm sitting in someone's awkward chair eating his venison kielbasa succotash <laughs> having a DC Diet Coke and uh, enjoying the beautiful sunner, sunshine and scenery here. How did you even end up here is what I want to know. I don't know. I was hitchhiking my way through the Mass Pike, and someone said free burritos and hugs. And so I just followed this sign, and I did, and came here, and there's beer, coffee, everything. Yeah? I you, There is beer and a lot of beer. and <laughs> There was whiskey last night. I don't know who brought it, but he's a jerk. It showed up here. Oh, until someone finished it. He was a jerk. That guy was a jerk, too. The guy who finished it or the guy who brought it? Both of them. Oh, Jesus right. Christ. They shared a jerk responsibly. Oh, man. Well, why don't we turn this key, man? We'll get this drive underway. We'll put this thing in four-wheel dig because it's about to get wild. Why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? All right. Uh, so my name is Jake Bennett. I am uh, currently live in Massachusetts, southeast Massachusetts. I am originally from upstate New York, Adirondack region. What do I do? It's a good question. <laughs> According to me or other people. Um, so I uh, I love to hunt, love to fish. Don't fish nearly as much as I want to. Um, big, big uh, deer hunter. I love turkey hunting and uh, elk. Those are my three main. But just because you're not one of those doesn't mean I won't shoot you. And uh, uh, I'm a father of three, married to a lovely wife. So I got a happy life. And uh, White yeah. picket fence. White picket fence. Believe it or not, you guys know what I do for a profession? No, but I want to know. You're going to laugh. I don't really know. Knows. I, I know. What is it? <laughs> I thought I knew. I'm a hand, you're, you're a nurse, I'm, huh? I'm a hand model. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm a male nurse. Yeah. I'm a nurse. You're a nurse? I'm a nurse. I'm you can an find ER, him on TikTok. I'm, I'm an ER nurse. You can find me on TikTok and... Uh, <laughs> OnlyFans. Twitter, 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 and uh, OnlyFans, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought that you were a gynecologist. That's, uh, that's a hobby. Oh, side job. Side, side job. job. Side boob, side job. <laughs> Only if that's where the injury is. But, well, the, the, I can't go further than that. No. There's always some sort of. 
injury. <laughs> yeah, well, it it happens, man. So so what is your style of hunting though? Because in, in growing up and in, in, in being in the Adirondacks, are you more of an urban hunter, suburban hunter, big woods? Like what what is your forte? Well, so uh, I'm I am technically a suburban hunter because that's where I live, and right. I like to hunt. And uh, I don't want to have to wait till weekends or whatever to drive out to non-suburbia. So, um, me being a nurse is not a it's not a mistake. I work three days a week. That gives me four days to be a mediocre father and uh, a sub-average hunter. <laughs> and live your so best life. Live my best my best life. So, um, I'm a suburban hunter. I grew up uh, in northern central New York. Um, my parents still live there, so I love going. I mean, that's it's my uh, I love going out there. The deer are not nearly as big, um, but it's it's the scenery's great it's good to be home to go hunt with my dad and go rifle hunting out there massachusetts i live where a lot of towns are mostly bow only and i love bow hunting i love bowing. It's, it's um and the towns that you can gun hunt in are pretty well hammered out mm-hmm. um but my big drive these right right now everybody's like oh man you pump for deer season you got any trail cam pictures i'm like i don't even have a trail camera dust it off yet like well why not i'm like because i leave in 20 days for for colorado is that um, is that your true love? I uh, dude, I, if it didn't cost me a marriage, I would move to Gunnison, Colorado. Really? Love it. I what love what it. got you into the whole elk hunting so in I've, the West? I've always wanted to and I never I've never deer hunted anywhere but the northeast. I've never turkey hunted anywhere but the northeast. Um a friend of mine is a professional hockey player for the Bruins. Um we became close and he's like, Yeah, man, you've been elk hunting? I said, No, he's like, I've been before, we gotta go. And he ended up buying a place out in Colorado and inviting me to go with his family. His uh, his brothers, fathers, cousins. And we used to go early like first week in september because he had uh preseason, so we couldn't go later because season was starting so we'd go first weekend in september last week in august and you don't know, hear i mean hear very many bugles but we had some success and then one year he's like i can't go at all this year so uh, me and one of my best friends named maurice uh he's a doctor i worked with he's you know he's really fit he does 50 mile mountain races and stuff it's kind of kind of loco um we decided to make a trip. We went out there, and that was the first time we went in mid-September. And, man, the, the bugles were off the chain. They were ripping. And the next year, same thing. And last year, we went to a different part of, of Colorado. We hit the, the bugle fest like a week early, so we didn't have that much luck. But we drew back to where we want to go this year. And I just – everybody's like, you're psychotic. Like yesterday, at the show up here yeah. at Huntstock, unloaded my truck, threw my shoes on, got my shorts on. I went for a two-mile run down the road. And people are like, what the hell's wrong with you? I was like, well, listen, it's, it keeps me, when it wakes me up, keeps me clean, but I want to, I got to train, because we don't do outfitters. We do DIY, you know, you shoot it, pack it out yourself. Is that is that endurance training really pay the price, you know, help you? Yeah, you wouldn't believe how many people hit on me this week. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you look good. I'm like, thank you. It's the Coke. <laughs> uh, it's, um... So, yeah, it really, really does. And so I, I lift weights. And so people are like, when you start training for Colorado, I said, as soon as deer season's over in Massachusetts. January, I might take a month off. And then I, try to, I, I tend to, like, bulk a little bit, lift heavier weights. and uh, But come April or May, right towards the end of turkey season, that's when it's, like, boom, on. Uh, I'm lifting five days a week. I'm either running or doing a 50-pound pack carry for three or four miles three days a week. So um, it shows, but also progressively for the last three years my endurance has gotten better and better and better mm-hmm. i remember last year doing a three pound a three mile six pound pack here i'd have to stop six or seven times using trekking poles now i can just rip right through it now no pauses so keeping 
you're it's weird i hate to be you know those guys that are like you know and I, tons of respect like you guys know elk shape oh yeah oh, that yeah. dude's an animal like uh campaign's animal like dude he runs like 100 mile mountain races it's like shit my feet would fall off i'm too fat for that <laughs> yeah that's you know but you know looking at those guys is awesome but there's also guys who are like health nuts you gotta do this on i'm not like that but you you when you do start training and, and being more fit and you get in the woods it does make a difference. You sneak better. Your stalks are better. You can stay on a track longer. You can drag better. Uh, I won't say I make you a better lover, but I'm assuming I'll put that theory to the test someday. <laughs> the endurance yeah. will stay there. I know that. Yeah. yeah well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. At least it won't get worse. Yeah. That And this has helped my OnlyFans page big time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Big time. When you're Mersin? Mersin. I sometimes will put one of them pillbox hats on. Do you, do you wear yeah. a fanny pack? Is that fanny packs are coming back? I mean, is that it like is a, a European handbag? <laughs> is that what it is? That's only if you wear it over your shoulder. This is true. Uh, otherwise, it's a satchel. And Indiana Jones had one, and he was fucking cool. <laughs> this is true. He so. was. He was probably one of the most badass dudes that ever walked oh, the face of the so earth. He had a bull whip. I can't. I. I can't. I want to rock a bull whip. When was the last time you walked anywhere with a bull whip? Never. Don't you rock a bull whip? No, not a bull whip. You, you're just. Uh, I, you're just like roping. That's yeah, just. That's yeah. just what's t- attached to his body. What's God yeah. given? <laughs> good. Good for yeah. you. Good for you. Congrats to your lady friend. Crap, I told you not to open the door of that house. <laughs> oh, <See>? sorry. <laughs> um, no, I do not use a fanny pack. Um, anybody who works in nursing, they make these fancy pants called figs. Mm-hmm. Y'all are here to see them? They, a, they make my butt look real good, and B, there's a million cargo pockets. So that's all I need. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're form-fitted. Do you wear the clog things that the, all them women wear? Dude, come on. No. What do you wear? I'm I wear sneakers. I wear honestly. I wear <laughs> I, I wear CrossFit shoes. Oh, okay. My the brother, ones with the, the sneakers with the toes cut out. Oh, the sandals with yeah. the toes cut out. I like, no, God. See, people wear Crocs. People wear Crocs at work. No, I wear Crocs when I'm. They're my camp Crocs. When you're out Elkhorn, you you need camp Crocs. Right. Uh, just to take a break from the the pounding. But uh, I see people wearing Crocs at work. I'm like, there's holes in them things. And people, I work in the ER. I'm like, people are gonna puke, bleed, or poop through those things. Um, People wear dance goes, little clogs. Yeah, the clog things. That's you ever see anybody walking those things? Looks like they're trying to hold a dollar bill between their butt crack oh. when they're walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, ain't, I don't wear those. I just wear regular old uh, CrossFit shoes that I got from my brother-in-law. But what made you become a nurse, though? Like, what in your mind was like, I, I just, I just really need to do that. Uh, uh, Still trying to figure it out. The will to want to help man question mark no because he gets four days so to be honest yeah i get four days a week off i can hunt um honestly i've always been involved in healthcare. my mom and dad worked in healthcare. my dad was a radiographer did ultrasounds my mom worked in you know eye clinic and did all sorts of stuff i've always liked emergency medicine you know i was always constantly getting knocked out and getting cussed playing sports in college right and and so you always kind of learn some things and uh um i actually got my first degree in pre-med and then realized there's no way in hell I want to be a doctor, nor was I smart enough, nor could I afford the insurance. So I started working at Mass General Hospital um, as an MA and, like, loved being the idea of being a nurse and then fell in love with emergency nursing. And uh, I'm not I'm not upset about it. I guess... I enjoy my work. I think... No, not at all. I'm not yeah. even talking shit on it, but I How think it's, it's a... I think it's kind of a, a great thing and a great skill to know. I mean, especially right. when you're doing some of those crazy backcountry hunting and, and some of those other things. I mean, knowing that the the medical side of it, if something yeah. was to go south. I mean, you hear of these lot of horror stories or things that happen in 
sort of have some type of background and be in yeah. camp with that is probably. Well, I go with a doctor. He's, a, he's an ER doc. I've <laughs> seen, and props off to my buddy Maurice, because we used to work together together and like same patients, this and that. I've seen that guy save some lives. Like, it's like, all right, you're smart. You're good. You know what you're doing. He's amazing. <clears throat> Last uh, elk we got, I was cutting up and packing out. I put a flay knife right through the webbing on my thumb right here. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know what I was doing? I was trying to get the ivories out. Oh, I'm yeah. sitting up in yep. there and then went right through, right through the elk's lip into my hand. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. That's not good. Then we're about three miles from where we need to be. And, uh, you know, he's like, I got you. He cut out a roll of electrical tape, just wrapped it up real tight. He's like, there's some pressure on that. Take that off in a few minutes. I said, all right. Kept going. We're about mile into the pack out. I'm like, why the fuck is my thumb purple? I forgot to take it off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Just ripped it off. It was good. Um, but, yo, no, you're absolutely right. Maurice is awesome out there. Like, we make a great elk hunting team. And, that's cool. And just, and just, I mean, that is, that's daunting. When you go out there and you're doing your elk hunt on your own, and you don't have, a, like, a place, like a house to get back to or anything like that, it, it's, it can be nerve-wracking at first. Mm-hmm. But get out there. It's, do it. Do it. Now, don't, don't be a wuss. Do it. Now, you were you were in the turkey mm-hmm. world for a bit. Yeah, I love turkey hunting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Turkey hunting, that's, that's where I cut my teeth hunting because in New York, you can't hunt deer until you're with a gun until you're 16. You can't bow until you're 13. Yeah. So uh, my 12, first year, 12 years old, I was turkey hunting like crazy. So you can turkey hunt at a younger you age? You can a small game hunt at 12 years old. New York State considers a turkey small game. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So you, start, you came into the outdoor world from... Obviously, your family. Your, oh, yeah. Your I got it out my stuff. first year yeah. when I was six. Wow. Yeah, I was sitting on a beaver log, like a, a felled beaver log, and my dad and I was making all sorts of noise. I was like, Jesus Christ. And three does, uh, two, three deer ran right up six feet from us, and one of them was a button buck. My dad dumped it right there. I remember that. <laughs> and got it out. Told me how to gut it out, and I had that little, the old Boy Scout knife. I poked, oh, yeah. Took the bladder out and poked it and got it all over. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. So I love it. It's, it's all part of it. It's awesome seeing this like this, everybody getting together. I, no, you're absolutely right. I think that this is a place that New England needs. I think that yeah. you know a, a sportsman show like this is is very important to to our world. You know, there's it's not, you know, and not to knock any of the other shows, but I don't want to be walking down an aisle and the next guy's a a shamu or right. whatever. Right. You know, it's just not or ShamWow, I think is what ShamWow. ShamWow. If someone's throwing ShamWow, he's a ShamWow. I think he's called some guy. I think he's called some guy fat. ShamWow. He's porpoising. He's porpoising over there, people. We're, we're giving out killer well hunts. If yeah. yeah. If they're bigger than me, they're uh, definitely. She looks Shamu. like she eat blubber. <laughs> <laughs> That's it from a movie. Um, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, if you look here, I'm, I'm looking right across, and there was like the Hunt 200, the Stagger, the yeah. the back Bigwood's box, you know. Um, all these guys are really super personable. And you can sit here and talk to them. I just did a podcast with Lanny Benoit. Right. Which is incredible. Yeah, which is awesome because your pal was like, come up here with Lanny and sit up here with us. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I mean, I, I said three words the entire thing. I sat there and held the microphone. I was basically the microphone stand when I was up there. But I'm like, why? He's like, because you guys, you're great. And Lanny and I kind of built a relationship recently. Like, he's a super nice guy. But Oh, yeah. He's like, have, that, have Jake talk some more. I was like, about what? About about being a nurse and wiping from front to back, like it's you got it covered, brother. I'm just here for I'm wall art, um, but that was pretty cool. And not a single person here is not personal. Won't talk your ear off. Yeah, no one's here trying to push sales on anybody. You got a DJ, some decent food, pretty decent view. Yep. Yeah. It's rough. It's terrible. I hate this place. I think for us, it, one of the one of the crazy things is that this is kind of like a, a different world for us. Honestly, the Northeast, the big bucks. The you know because we're more or less suburban hunters like yourself and so to even be around some of these big time trackers and stuff like that it's a totally different world for us 
it's not something that we do or we're part of. Um, so it's it's definitely cool to see, you know, these guys do shoot giant deer in big woods and they put in three times more work than a lot of people. And I don't, I think that it's it's kind of one of those resources that a lot of people don't talk about, right? Like it's always Midwest deer, big Midwest right. deer, and the and the big the and, big bucks aren't, aren't talked about. There's nothing wrong with Midwest hunting, and so no. and so I think I think there's a. Uh, here, here's here. I, I was supposed to do a seminar yesterday and got bumped back, and I'm not upset about it, jerks. But um, <laughs> if if you look at, if you got people here. You got Brett Joy who's in there. In, uh, he's doing Just Hunt Club, and he put he does food plots, big food plots in yep. New Hampshire, which is a Midwest tactic that he's bringing to the Northeast. I think they're pretty successful at it, you know. And then you can also take northeast tactics to the midwest i mean i know guys in ohio who hate hunters from vermont new hampshire and maine because they kill oh, yeah. everything so, yeah. you know they yeah, hate we've them. hammered we've, on that well yeah. we 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 say this all the time put some of us northeast hunters in the midwest and we'll show you how to hunt because we have to hunt a lot harder than those guys have to hunt right you know what i'm to saying even our, see tactics, deer. our tactics are totally different than <clears> theirs and we can put them in that world where they've grown up and they've been and, and nothing against those guys by any no. means but i'm just saying is that their their father, their grandfather, so on and so forth, has had a stand, and those boys are still hunting that same exact stand every right. single day. And guys like us that hunt these, you know, big woods bucks have to go above and beyond to try right. and stump these deer. Which it's not ag and cuts, ag right. and cuts. It's you not know? food and bedding, food and yeah. bedding. Yeah, it's food all over the place, bedding all over the place, and. Uh, I don't know. You have to differentiate. It, 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 the, the one thing I will say, and this is something I was going to touch on, is I'm so sick and tired of people being assholes to each other in the hunting world. I'm just so sick of it. People got to judge people in the Midwest. Midwest people got to judge people out here. Mm-hmm. This person killed a great big buck. He must be doing something I'm not doing illegally so he can kill a big buck. And yeah, they, they, yeah, I've been labeled a few things. I've been called a few things. Uh, it just don't care. It's, you know, the truth being... If you put in the work, you put in, you have the work ethic, you put in the time and energy, you're going to be more successful. And I'm so sick of the competition in between the hunting world. A little healthy competition is good, but the problem is we're boys, we're men. You can't have healthy competition. Like, it's going to be worse. And then mm-hmm. you get to the point, and the competition to shoot the biggest, baddest, nastiest buck has led people to do illegal things, has led people to ruin relationships with friends, with family. Uh, it's fighting with, un- within the, amongst the community. It's, it's really anti-progressive towards what we all want, which is we all want to be successful. We won't have a good time. There's nothing worse. And this happens to me at least every other year, if not every year. I kill a buck. I kill my target buck. He's a big buck. I'm super happy with him. And then all of a sudden, somebody goes, dude, I heard somebody saying you shot that buck over a bait. Or I shot, you shot it at night. I'm like, I film all my hunts. Come take a look. I don't have infrared lenses on my camera. It's <laughs> middle of the day. No food. So it, and, and regardless, it's going to happen. People are going to say that because if you think about it, it's so much easier for me to point at you and say, you killed that big buck because you cheated. Instead of taking that finger, turn around and point at myself saying, I didn't kill a buck like that because I didn't put in the work. Right. It's the classic must be nice guys. I hate must oh, be nice geez. guys. The worst. Oh, you the killed worst. a nice buck. Yeah. You live in a great area. Must be nice. Oh, you have private land. Must be nice. Must be nice. You know? Oh, you got a new bow? Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Hey, good for you. Awesome. High five. There's a guy up here, Joe Sass. He just walked by. Or Matt. Just walked by with a buck I was chasing for three years. He shot it last year, 100 yards from me. I had no idea he was even there. He posted a picture of it on Boston Boner on Facebook. And I go, oh, crap, that's G-Force. Buck, this is my third year hunting last year. 
I was like, dude, you, when did you been hunting there? He goes, oh, my brother had a camera in there. He called me and go in there. He said, I'd never been in there really before. I was like, you shit me. He goes, yeah. He goes, I go, that buck is older than dirt. I have, I, I, this is my third year hunting him. We call him G-Force. And my buddy Frank and I have been chasing him. He goes, oh, you're kidding. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's all. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. That's awesome, man. Good for you. You know, somebody I know and like killed him. Yeah. And uh, this past winter, I found a shed from the year before. I gave him the shed today. He goes, why? Well, you, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, why not? He goes, because I didn't find the shed. I'm like, but you killed the buck. What am I going to do? Sit there and look at it? You put it next to him, hang it on the wall next to him. There you yeah. go. It's his. Well, that is that is the the nature of the beast there is when you kill a big buck and if somebody has the sheds, you give up the sheds to that buck. I mean, right. it's their deer. You don't, I mean, you don't have to. I didn't have to. I could have sat no. there and be like, I have a piece of that deer now forever. So what? It's going to sit there, collect dust. My dog's going to chew on it. And you know what? He killed the buck. He did something I didn't do. It he, means he put more an effort him. in one spot. Yeah, I, he put more effort in the spot for this deer than I did and he was successful. So you know what? High five, dude. I'm not going to say he shot it over you know, a bag full of lima beans, like, it's good for you. High five, dude. Congratulations. The people need to start setting expectations and goals for themselves individually each year and make them attainable. And that is what your drive should be. That is what your competition should be, should be within, within yourself. In my personal opinion, I could be wrong. You might not agree with me. Who cares? It's just what I feel it should be. And that, therefore, you're not kind of lighten up the mood with the hunting community. So now it's, the, the air is so thick, you can cut it with a, with a thimble. No, it isn't. God damn it, you suck. <laughs> no, but it's... Hey, Pat Burns. But that's exactly it. <laughs> oh. You see, he's famous. Pat Burns is famous right here. He shot this buck called the Electric Buck. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No. You, no, I mean either. I think he made it up. He just shot the fucking thing somewhere else. He, 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 he baited poached it. it. Yeah, I it. think he baited it. Yeah, he baited at night. It. At, uh, night. at night. Infrared 22 Actually, mag. it was a full moon uh, in the middle of July. Yes. Yeah. On private yeah, land. That's right. On private land. And he peeled, he peeled the velvet off with a spork and... He was no. wearing Sika and used his e-bike. Of course he was. That well, that's Pat. Pat's a good dude. Pat Burns. I've known him for a few yeah. years, and uh, he brought me the sheds of the e- of the electric buck three years ago, and he was mm-hmm. bigger then. I'm looking. I was. I said, I'm like, dude, what? Where? Yeah. Better yet, don't yeah. tell me where. I don't want to know. Mm. Like amazing buck, and a buck that big, you don't get to live without other people knowing about it. So he had pressure. There were other people hunting that buck. But Pat stick and stayed and made it pay, and he figured him out, killed him. Good we actually him. did a podcast with Pat uh, did you? a handful of episodes ago. Yeah, and tore uh, right through it. After we was, were he, actually, was he shirtless? Uh, no, I mean, he might Thank as well have been. because he's shaped like a zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's a great guy. No, so, so that he took us through the, the hunt. I think we were probably one of the first think, podcasts to do with first, him. Yeah. Um, after you had killed that deer, but it's no, but going back on what you were saying, I mean, 110%, uh, we're getting attacked from all corners yeah. and, and now, and I say this all the time on the podcast and, and it's, we're getting attacked from the outside in, and we're also getting attacked from the inside out. Yeah. The infrastructure of hunting in America is like about as good as our politics right now. Mm-hmm. They, they are like, we're, we're, we're our own worst enemy. We are I'm not, not going to talk politics. I don't do politics, but the infrastructure of our hunting society Man, we need to really take a step back. And you sit there, you spend a week with Lanny Benoit and Hal Blood and mm-hmm. these dudes from the school who used to just wreck bucks. And you're like, this is what it should be. Guys sitting here telling stories, you know, sitting back, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like chasing bucks all day, all night, not worrying about, well, I'm in Maine, I don't have to care about boundaries, property lines, this and that. Somebody didn't get pissy about. You think one person ever got upset with with Lanny Benoit or Hal Blood about shooting a buck that they were after? No, because they never seen that buck before. Right. So here's the thing. No buck belongs to anybody. So it happens every year. Oh, Jake Bennett went and 
heard about this buck and went in there and undershot out from underneath this guy. No, that is never, no. Do you know why no. it's like that? Because what happens is cell phone, cell cameras, cell cameras, not even yeah. cell that cameras, is, or cameras in general. Yeah. Cam, cam, cameras in general, they ruin it, oh, and, it and it's yeah. now it's now it's wired in your mind. A gentleman had stopped by, and we had this conversation not too long ago, and during this event, and he and we were talking about how when you have when you when you have a picture of that buck, now you have a direct connection with that deer. If, if you build you a relationship to, with it, if you go and hunt that buck, and you. You see him a couple of times. You're slowly starting to build that relationship and that connection with that deer. When you have a cell camera or a handful of cell cameras, now you have a direct, intimate right. connection with that deer. Now you think, my deer. How many times do you hear people they say, deer. my deer, my deer, Killed my, my deer. deer. Killed that's, my deer. That's not your deer. It was never your deer. Right. And so, so this happened last year, I lost a good friend. I, I can't even count how many friends. Like maybe I, you know, in things, I sit back now, she's like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm an a-hole. Maybe I'm... Doing this and that, but my real true good friends are like, no, man, I, I killed a buck this past year. That was nice, four or five year old buck, mm -hmm. 139 inch, eight pointer, beautiful. And I had run cameras. And I picked this buck. This is one buck I wanted. I called him Pretty Boy because he was just gorgeous, perfect coat, no scratches, no tick marks, no nothing on him, and a very clean, no broken tines, nothing. Um, and a buddy of mine who lives near there was like, oh yeah, that's my area. I hunt around there too. I'm like, great. It's a two mile stretch of woods. I'm like, and I got permission. And uh, he's like, all right, yeah, yeah, just don't tell too many people about it. I'm like, don't tell too many people. There's 20, I, I counted 20 people on quad hunting last week, like the, my cameras. <laughs> there are so many people on this piece of wood. The following week, I killed the buck. And he won't talk to me anymore. Now nah, you're the asshole. He'll tell people I killed his buck. His buck. His buck. So, his buck. And even not his buck. Maybe I want to come. But if he had said, oh, man, I'm after that buck. I've been after him for three years. Apparently, he, he named the buck. And I was like, if, I, if you had told me as your friend said, man, I'm after that buck. I've been after him for a while. I would be like, all right, cool. I'm out. Yeah. You know, but you know, and I'm not trying to pick on him. It, it, it's you know, or, or say anything bad about him. But it's more of like this happens more times than you think, and it mm -hmm. sucks. And there are people out there that'll undercut you and try and shoot a deer out from under your friends, quote unquote friends. Yeah, and a lot of those are the must be nice guys. But I had this. I had a situation happen that was actually more extreme than that. So in Connecticut, you have to have a, a written consent form to hunt right. a piece of property. So I was hunting with a friend of mine, or quote unquote friend of mine. Uh, we both, I had gotten him written permission to be able to go onto our property and hunt. Well, the truck just stops right in front of us. Just stops right in front of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, Thanks for the carbon monoxide. So anyway, so so we both had written permission because I wanted him to come and hunt with us. And so he comes and he hunts with us. Well, we end up getting a good, a good buck on camera. Well, guess what? He ends up going and literally fucking when i wasn't there knew i wasn't there went in there hunting that deer i had drove by the property and saw that his truck was in there and he one of the rules was we can go together but the landowner asked that i was there right no matter what right. he went in there trying to hunt that freaking deer so i had confronting him about it and i said to him i said i said hey man what the hell dude i drove by and your truck was in the lot and he's like yeah man well i'm having the best season of my life and that would just complete my season i already shot a couple of bucks so if i shoot this bucket i'm gonna have the greatest season of my career and i'm like you're really gonna undermine me at, at, here's the thing is what people understand is at what cost right yeah it's a deer worth it's friendship. not worth it and I, I i touched on this a little bit like my father and i have had our relationship has been strained by hunting many 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 many, many times we're like we went a week without talking you know it's opening it's opening day maybe i won't go i'll stay in no Nothing is worth that. You know what I mean? If you have a true friend it's over hunting, it's not worth sneaking into a spot. Man, there's so many bucks out there. Like, yeah. what's the point? 
Just you go know? and find another one. Just go find another one. You know, and it's it's the uh, it's sad. It's sad, and it, it's the competitive nature of us as human beings. But still, the only competition should be in hunting is within within yourself. We should be boosting each other's morale, not well, killing well, each other's right. morale. Not even just friends. I mean, how many times do you? You get a, the impression that somebody's driving around, they see your truck somewhere. You don't even know them. Oh, they, yeah. But they know it's your truck. Yeah. And they know, Next, you know you're, you're not in there. there hunting spike bucks. Like, if, if, yeah. if your truck's there, it's there uh-huh. for a reason. I buy a new truck every two years. Right. Trying to hide it and try yeah. to be as sneaky as you can and stuff like that. And then even a step farther, you even have to be careful talking on podcasts because there's oh, guys yeah. out there listening. Yeah. And instead of listening to the podcast, picking up tick up. Uh, yeah, picking up ticks. Uh, <laughs> they're picking up ticks, right? On like how you get it done. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to. Oh, I know where he's talking about. I, yeah. I know exactly. Well, if you're gonna try to listen to a podcast and figure out where I'm hunting, oh, yeah. you're already too late. Yeah, you're always gonna oh, stay one I, step. I love it when people are like, man, where'd you get that buck? Right. Well, it late. doesn't matter. I'll tell you, he's you're already t- dead. You're too late. So yeah, that yeah. shit bothers you're, me. If yeah. you're gonna pay attention to a podcast, you're better off listening to the story. And thinking how you can apply that to the bucks you already right. know about. Right. Don't right. don't right. chase me around because you're just going to be chasing gut piles. Look how look how sweaty he is though. He's out there I'm in the sun. sun. He's, He's in the sun. sun. He's a man. Be a man. Don't, be a man. don't, don't podcast. Don't podcast in the shade. In the shade. I feel toasty. <laughs> but, um, I got a rocking but, chair. But you know what I mean. If you're going to just listen to yeah. podcasts and, and follow trucks around, you're chasing ghosts yeah. and you're chasing gut piles. Right. That's so get so, so get this. Is this is something I heard yesterday? Still being at Hunstock, I've heard several people say, "Oh man, I heard this rumor about you." I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Sure, whatever. I'm half Irish, you know. <laughs> I heard this rumor about you. Heard this that. So I heard this one yesterday, and this one was like, really? They said, oh yeah, that guy, me isn't me. That guy goes on Facebook and puts out, says, put up trail camera. You're number one, or number two this year, and people do it. And then he looks on their their Facebook profile, see what town they're from, and then he'll go and find your buck and kill it. I was like, holy shit. I mean, that's, shit. that's impressive. That's that genius. <laughs> now I might start doing that. Like, so, no, somebody said, yeah, that's what they heard I do. I was like, well, I'm, I'm flattered you think I have that much time. Uh, and, well, you just and said that you only work two, three days a yeah, week. Yeah, but that's enough taking care of my kids and hunting the spots I already have, let alone drive where I find. Sitting there on Facebook, going down, finding where somebody lives, find out where their buck is, try and find out where they're hunting that buck, and then try and get in the woods. Come and on, kill man. It. And kill it. I mean, come on, man. I just... See, the thing is, and, and we've had... Uh, I don't remember who actually told us this, but they said, they said, if you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. Not a single person in the world has been successful in killing a giant buck and not had bad thing, negative things said about him. That's just the, that's just the, the, the if, ands, ors about it. It's, um, it's sad that it has to be like that. Like sad. we've been talking about, it's man. Sad. We've been talking about that for a while, and it's... I just I I don't it blows my mind man every time that you're successful like I I I wasn't even in in this and I wasn't even in this fucking state. I wasn't even in my home state. Right. I went and I shot a big buck and somebody literally started making rumors in my hometown about me shooting that buck out from underneath Steve. That's amazing. Steve, how do you feel about this? <laughs> Sons of bitches. It, 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 I honestly I laugh because anyone who has actually heard the story or watched the video yeah there's it's not even possible no like it literally isn't possible it's coming it's coming to the point now where i film all my own hunts so when people say i I shot at a night or bait i'm like here let's watch the video in super hd so that's us we film all of our hunts too i i know how it could have been done i know how this could have superimposed that deer walked backwards from me to you Mm mm-hmm 
and you shot him out from. No, you were well, you were, were in rewind. You were rewinding the video. <laughs> well, <they're>, yes, <laughs> they were saying that I shot it shot it out from underneath you, like meaning like I went in there, like I knew that that buck was in there, and I went in there to shoot that deer out from underneath you. But where Dude, they you're got the mis- one that told me where the spot was. <laughs> being mis- misconstrued in the it's, fact uh, of that you had a big buck in you guys, there. You yeah. guys see this handsome fellow right here, Jeff yeah. Brown, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. This guy right here, Jeff Brown, is the founder and pomp and circumstance of Northeast Big Buck Club. I saw the mule deer. 151. 151. I found a mule deer shed in Colorado a few years ago. 151. <laughs> one side? 151? No, no. If, no. if it was a match, the other side. And then one of the, sheds like, of, huh? one of the sheds of one of my bucks from last year that I really want to get this year, I think he's over the hill, was 134 and two eights. And uh, he definitely went downhill, but he's massive. He's big. He's, he's, he's top of the list this year, I think. He's going to be top five. Oh, yeah. You guys ever hear Jim Lavasser? No. So he doesn't like to wear sleeves. He's a big guy walking around here. He kills. Oh, I think I see him. Kills. He had that. He, uh, shot, he shot an eight-pointer last year with his bow that weighed 240, 248 and scored 150, 157 as an eight, 248. Does he have guys that deer. talk shit about him? Yes. Oh, yeah, constantly. See? This is what we're talking about. So Jeff Brown and I, Jeff's a very close friend. I've known him for 15 years. And that Jeff knows because he sees the biggest of the biggest bucks come through, a state record, this and that, and he hears everything. Oh yeah, that buck was shot with a spotlight with corn. Like he knows everything, so he knows the struggle. Saying like what people will say, it's really shame. We're talking about how the infrastructure of hunting is really in ruins right now. It's, you know, to me, it's like the rest of social media. It's a very small yeah. And they just say bad shit. Yeah, man. Well, ninety-nine percent of hunters are good guys. They don't talk crap about anybody. It's, right. It's, it's well, like I mean, ninety-nine percent is a pretty, pretty big uh, number. I'm an optimist. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Look, I, I hang around with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is very true. You, you, you're very tolerant. <laughs> one, one of my things with social media and, and all these platforms is. The thing is, it's not like the old days. The old days, they were able to talk about. You could talk about somebody face to face, and you and you were and you were liable and getting punched in the face. Right. When was it Mike nowadays said, you're not. Was it Mike Tyson said the internet has made people comfortable with talking shit about without talking shit about somebody else without getting punched in the face? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mike is, that, is that what he says? Yeah. Oh. So, uh, social media is awesome, but also so social media is like medicine. Uh, in small doses, it's fine, but it can also be very toxic. You know, mm-hmm. it's. It's great because we have all these avenues of outlets. Like, how many people would come to Huntstock if we didn't have Facebook Correct. or Instagram? And or now look at this. Or know about big bucks that were or shot. Know about big or, bucks. Yeah. But I had a guy. Absolutely. Remember that buck I killed, Sluggo? Yeah. Like, big years, a beautiful buck. I had it. I was sitting there at Dick's Sporting Goods, and uh, these guys were chat chatting. He goes, "Hey, you see this buck that was shot?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, it was a picture of me holding the buck, but I, I didn't have a beard in that picture. I had a big beard at the time." He goes, "Yeah." And the guy behind the camera was, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that buck. That thing was shot over like 200 pounds of corn in Middleborough." I was like. Do you want to see the video of it on my phone? Where it, it wasn't? Where, no, where it was. Could wasn't? you imagine how many people would talk shit about it? If like, what didn't? do you mean? I'm like, that's me in the picture. They're like, oh, oh yeah, no, no. I'm just telling you what I heard. Well, yeah. Of course, like whatever. But you were willing to. Spread but you were willing to spread that, like the big telephone game, yeah. you know. So I think people just need to sit back and stop taking themselves so seriously. The hunting's yeah. about spending time with friends, and, and, and honestly, hunting's about putting food in your freezer. But also, you gotta connect with Mother Nature. You gotta, you know, enjoy it with your friends and your family. Outside of what we do, once you put a score on something, and once you give out awards, and people will, it changes the way people behave. Right, and this is coming from the Godfather of the Northeast Big Buck Club. There's my good friend John Petrick right there. <laughs> Speaking of giant, giant bucks, there is that guy. Yeah. That guy right there kills more deer than CWD. No, he doesn't. <laughs> John, John, kill. John, did you shoot the chorus? 
What's that? Yeah, I shot the forks. Yeah. Oh, did you? You didn't wait for me? You told me to bring my bow. Well, yeah, we're going to shoot some, like, 140 yard stuff. Like, oh, I'm down. I'm down. I brought one broadhead. <laughs> Good lord. So yeah, so this is these guys These guys right here, they know each other. He's he's part of he's a scorer for Northeast Big Buck Club. But oh, nice. but, but you heard it from the mouth of the Godfather of Northeast Big Buck Club that once you put a measurement on something where you can be competitive about it, right? Human nature is to ruin it. And it sucks. It really does. I stopped giving a crap. Because a couple years ago, I killed a buck. I'm like, yeah, 150. And they're like, they made up a fake Instagram page with me. <laughs> saying, yeah, when you poach deer like me, you can say a 130 is a 150 any day. And had a picture of me holding up. Oh, I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know, high five. High five for your ingenuity. See you later, boys. Hey, hey see you guys. Thanks Enjoy. for stopping by. John, let me know when you're launching some arrows. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> John's a great dude. So, I love so, being in shows so, podcasts. Oh, you guys got to come. The things. Boston Bowhunter Barbecue every year, we have a steel deer competition. And it's like Ooh. a six-inch circle. I've won me we're, some of them. We're familiar. He won at 80 yards. Really? Oh, yeah. What, what was it? Because when he shoots, he puts we his finger behind his... He puts his, he puts his thumb behind his neck like this when he shoots. Uh-huh. And he's... he's That's yeah. how I shoot. He dropped... I don't even shoot. I don't even hunt. The, I, I quit years ago. <laughs> I think I was at... Uh, I don't think I was. I wasn't at eighty. I think it was maybe sixty or fifty oh, or something like that. So hit the eye. Over a pond. Right, yeah. right, right. Now I'm primed for elk. I've been training, and the biggest thing is training, running, and then shooting right after and doing cold shots. And uh, yeah, that's a new thing. A lot of people do cold that. Cold shots. Yeah. Because how many times well, you have to practice before you get realistic. a tree? It's realistic. It's yeah. realistic. Yeah. So right now I'm in a four-inch group Holy of eighty yards. Holy shit! Look at that shed, dude. Is that a shed? Come on over here, bud. That's a giant shed. I feel like I know that deer. I think I know that deer. What's that? I That's, got that book on trail camera. Is that a, is that an, a, a New England deer? Central Mass. Really? 4N4S? 8. Eight's good, too. Wow. Man, there's some giant bucks. You just released that to 100,000 people. No, just kidding. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, wow. 7. I can't See, count This is the great thing about seven. being at shows and podcasting. Whoa, 174. 173 and a half. Oh, my God. Which I believe he's got to have 24-inch beans. So if it has a completely symmetrical side, Which that's I guarantee that be. buck does not have a symmetrical side. 173 and 4 ace. The other side's a 5. The other side's a 5. Oh, my Man. So, but, so, that's, so that's still 165 160, plus. 160, wow. That's incredible antler, man. That's awesome. Thanks for letting us play with it. Jeez. Oh, and the deer's still alive. Christmas. That's a Christmas it, no, present. it's still deer season in Christmas here. Oh, jeez. I was still oh, shot. Oh, you don't end until the 30th. I still would have shot his ass and used a doe tag. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I never found the other side. Jeez. Matt. That's incredible, man. You going to go find out what that buck scores? I'm going right now. So Jeez. There you go. So <laughs> what this, do you know everybody? He's just calling everybody This is Matt Sass time, but he shot the buck 100 yards from me last year that I was chasing for three years. Oh, I nice. gave him the shed yesterday. Him and his brother are buck slayers, uh-huh. and they hunt the exact same spots I do. And we share. Does that make you a buck slayer? No, because I don't kill them. They oh. do. We just follow him around. Yeah. They, so, so <laughs> the thing, oh, the thing, you're that guy. He finds when you kill him. We have a mutual friend, Carl Clark. And Carl's like, man, look at this buck Joe killed. And I'm like, yep. He goes, come on, show me the trail cam picture. I'm like, I got pictures of him yesterday. Send it to him. Jeez. We know the same bucks. We hunt the same areas. But you know what? These guys. We've never bumped into each other. Nev- this, this is the first really? time we met this weekend. But we've talked online. We've talked. We've called each other. I offered to drag the bucks out. I found the shed that the buck killed last year. I gave it to him today. And to be honest with you, though, this is what a hunting relationship should be. <laughs> he did. He gave me a bottle of whiskey. That's, I don't that's mean the way to. that the community <laughs> but should, should be. be. These guys right here, sure. if I'm on a big buck in the same piece of woods, I'm like, hey, dude, did you see the buck that came through last week? He's like, no, why? I'm boom. I'll send a picture. He goes, dude, we just got pictures of it yesterday. And so 
the hunting relationship there, there's, I'm not in competition with you guys. No. Dude, he killed a buck. I was like, hi. his brother killed a buck. I called Candlestick. That deer was older than Jesus. I you mean, know what the problem is? That deer, well, I think he was like 12 and a half years old. Yeah, I had been home for so long, but it got, to the, it got to the point where I was so sick and tired of hunting them. There went years where I didn't hunt them. I was like, I'm not. I got pictures of them again in the daylight. I'm like, I am not going after Candlestick. And uh, he killed them, and his, his main beams go out, and they freaking paddle out like this, like banana peels. And they're thick and massive old buck. That meat probably tasted like crap. Do you know what the problem is and why you're not killing those deer? Because they are? No, because you named them. Oh, I have to name it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, shot, I shot that one I'm going to pick up. He's like, is that G-Force? I'm like, I don't know. G-Spot, G-Force, 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 G-Force. Same thing, right? No, no, G- G-Spot's a different buck. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. So, so it all it started. a little rabbit. I, I started naming bucks, obviously, honestly, because, uh, because the TV shows. Everybody of names course. bucks. Oh, that one's Stickers, and that one's uh, Fluffernutter. Whatever. But then my kids started hearing about it, and now my kids name them bucks. They're right. like, so we have a buck named Meatloaf. I was like, why? He's like, I don't know. I like Meatloaf. My son named it. I was like, all right, this Meatloaf buck right, right here. Yeah. You know, but then you get certain bucks. Like, you have a bunch of nice little eight-pointers. Like, hey, did you guys see the other eight-pointer today? Because I share my cell camera pictures with a bunch mm-hmm. of guys. And they're like, which one is that? So if you have a name for it, you know, it's easier that way. But the problem is everybody poo-poos on names and does this and that. But you know what? Who gives a shit? People do what they do. Just enjoy it. Like, like Matt and his brother right here, they've been nothing but awesome. Like, offered to help me track a buck, help me do this and that. Like, oh, yeah, we're hunting over here. Hey, you ever hunting over here? Yeah, try this spot over here. That's how it should be. That's how a community you know? should be. We, we were out of state. I shot a kid's target buck, and yeah. he came and helped me fucking drag it out of the woods. <laughs> That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah. I shot it from my truck. So I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what did I say? I, what did I say? 129 and... In three eighths or four eighths? I don't know. You gave me like 14. I did, dude, because I, I want him to be so much bigger. Because in my mind, on trail camera, he looked giant. Right. And in real life, I was like, oh. He's, he, I don't know. Maybe his body was small. He went downhill. Yeah. He did go downhill. But I'm looking at him like, I want him to be 130 plus, but I think he's a 129er. Yeah, just because he got that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. He just he didn't shoot it. If he shot it, he wanted it to be 150. Oh, no. If I shot it, it would have yeah. been 150. I would have told you all it was 150. You <laughs> wouldn't have scored it. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> goes, Listen, man. a little Bondo and a toothbrush, you can get it set just right. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is a great time. It is. That I'm tattoo. having so much fun. This is fun. Yeah, I hope it's done. <laughs> I, I hope it's. I hope it's. I hope they. I hope they scored your buck. I want to see what it is. Because yeah. yesterday, yesterday, uh, they he he scored it. So he shot. Oh, here we go. Oh, this what we got? What's the score? score? Is that Matt's? You, no, this is yours. Do you oh. want it? Yeah, oh. sure. Oh, what do you know? One fifty, right on the button. <laughs> so what is it? I don't know if you know this about mule deer or not, but that fork actually counts as the G three. Really? On a whitetail, that'd be an abnormal point, but on a mule deer, that's the G three. Okay. So that's why you had a fourteen inch and a 6.5. <laughs> fourteen inch G two. <laughs> That was the fork. Man. And then on the circumferences, which is kind of weird. They're small. Well, on the on the third circumference, it's actually, so you know the spine before the fork? Yeah. That's the third circumference. Oh, you're kidding. So you don't go with the main beam. So that's considered the G3. Yeah. So, you, okay, that, that makes sense. I just want to explain it to you in case you looked at it. That's what's oh, man, that's still, that's still pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I was going to say, did you, did you uh, score the buck you just bought in yet? So many oh, Jeff, he just dropped it off. I found, the, it I found we were on the same buck, and I found the shed too, and I gave it to him today. So the shed, I think the shed's definitely bigger oh, than he was last uh, year. Which shed? Uh, no, 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 I didn't bring the shed. didn't bring the shed, yeah. shed's chewed up, just the bug. Well, let us know what it is. Yeah, yeah we're going to sure. hear about it. For sure. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you, buddy. I'll come see you in a little bit. Well, man, I think it's been a pretty wild ride. It's been a wild ride, man. This is like Woodstock, but without the fire. 
Well, that, I mean, that's what Hubstock's well, all about. So I'm from New York. We went to that. We went to Woodstock out there. And all Did the you day. before it lit on fire? The day oh, before. Oh, The day before. That uh, Lee, Lee, New York is only 45 minutes from where I live, and my dad grew up right there at, at the Lee Air Force Base. Well, Griffiths Air Force yeah, Base. They burned oh, that shit. place to the ground. Oh, I, so the, the 99, the summer before, I played my uh, state championship baseball game on the Lee Air Force Base baseball field in that summer. It doesn't exist no more. Nope. Jeez. God damn you, Pantera. <laughs> well, these things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, I got one last question to you before we rock this thing right into the ground. Brunettes. Uh, okay, perfect. That's fair, exactly what we fair. needed. Fair enough. Oh, you fair guys, enough, fair now enough. you know. He likes Now you know. Yeah. Are you, I, you look more like a blonde kind of guy. I am. My wife's blonde. All my girlfriends yeah, are always blonde. You, I yeah, I knew it. I can tell, man. I had to try and shock an awesome. I can tell a man by his boots. What do I know? I'm just a liar. I'm just a liar and a poacher. <laughs> yeah, well, it happens. That's what the community seems to say, and that's... I, hey, I they're you, and they're usually right. Yeah, well, this happens. That's right. So, Jacob, I want to ask you one last question, man, and that's what drives you outdoors? What drives me outdoors? Man, everything. Everything drives me outdoors. It's my, you know, my kids um, are obviously the most important thing in my life, my family. And that is the only thing that will ever keep me inside during deer season is for my wife and kids, uh, my family. What drives me outdoors is that connection of absolutely nothing but you and Mother Nature. I mean, I love killing animals, but I pass every hundred deer I see and don't shoot, I kill one maybe. And it's just being there, being mm-hmm. part of it, providing for my family. I take great pride in the fact that I kill, I gut, I drag, I hang, I process, I freeze, and I cook every single animal I kill. A lot of times I donate. Ooh. A lot of times I donate meat to friends of mine who don't hunt. Like, this is so good. I'm like, this is so much. You know how much money you save in protein shakes by eating venison three days a week? Right. You know? It's awesome. Um, so there's obviously the food benefits the connection with Mother Nature, but also in my line of work, unfortunately, we see some pretty bad shit. Right. You know, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you know, firemen and police officers, LEOs, they see terrible shit. They bring us terrible shit. We all see bad things. So uh, we see some bad things. And a lot of my therapy, obviously, you guys have, have probably figured out by now I have pretty severe ADHD. I don't take any medicine for it. My medicine is Mother Nature. Like, that's my church. That's my church. It's my therapy. It's all said in one. There was one time, I'll tell you this one story real quick before we end here, and it was a really sad scenario. I had a three-month-old baby uh, that, that died. Um, and we worked pretty hard to make that not happen. Unfortunately, the cards were written. And that day, that night, that I, I worked overnight, came home at 7 o'clock, saw my wife, had a glass of whiskey. She asked what was wrong, cried a little bit. I'm fine. Went to bed. Woke up. I was like, I'm going to go hunting. I uh, climbed my tree stand in a spot where I had just some decent bucks running around. And I remember just sitting there, 25 feet up, the sun started to set, and I looked over at my bow, and it wasn't there. I was like, where is it? I never pulled it up. It was sitting on the ground the whole time. The whole time. My bow was just laying on the ground. I yep. was like, this is, this, is, this is the therapy I needed today. Yep. You know, you're no closer to God than when you're 25 feet up in a tree. And you don't have to believe in God. I'm not a real, like, a big believer. In, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a believer. I believe in all religion. There's not one specific. And, but there's something. Yeah. And that's, you're never closer than when you're romping around in Mother Nature's playground. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's a big thing for me. That's 100%. absolutely huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, on the, the last show we got, it, it's very similar. Uh, it's that heartfelt connection. Yeah, and when you share it with somebody, it becomes special. Yeah. When you share it with your, your parents, but like your friend, you, you have somebody take out gun with the first time, and you kill a big buck or any deer with that person, that's a memory, and now your friendship's solid until they steal your hunting spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... 
if you dare or if anyone listening dares, where can they find you? How can they follow you? Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, in your I line of work, I, maybe I, they don't I, want to I, meet I you. I eat a lot of protein, so you don't want to follow me anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can follow me on Insta, on Insta, on the Insta Jizzle, on the Instagram, J underscore uh, Ben B E N R N. Um, that works. I had to change it because somebody made a fake Instagram one. <laughs> Are you on Tiki Talk? I am not on Tickle Talk. Oh man, you're missing out on what? OnlyFans. Well, you probably get in too much trouble, guy. Uh, like on you. OnlyFans, it's uh. My, Jay Ben. My name. No, OnlyFans. It's uh, the uh, thesphincterdestroyer.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the interwebs. I'm on the face. The face talk and the. You got any videos out? Instagram. You got any yeah. YouTubers? So uh, yeah, if you guys want to go on YouTube, nothing. Nothing more recent. I might be doing some some filming with the guys um, from Anchor Point East Productions. Is that yeah. Thunder. No, no it's, it's the, the wind bouncing. In. Oh, all right. And uh, and then. I used to film. I did a little show called Sea Bucks. You guys take a look into that. Uh, <coughs> look on YouTube. It was a film I did with the guys who are just now from Just Hunt Club and uh, the Altmans from Maine about Northeast hunting, Massachusetts, and uh, families of these guys who are pretty successful. And I did a little bit with Just Hunt Club. And um, they got some old school stuff, some new school stuff, some crappy stuff, mostly crappy stuff. Take Watch it anyway. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Vimeo, Tinder, all of that. Good. Yeah. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Bumble. <laughs> well, mostly grinder, but... Uh. Yeah, well, whatever you're into, man. He, he's, he's got you covered. Well, guys, we appreciate you. Go check him out. You'll get a laugh at a minimum. That I guarantee you. Oh, everybody, and, laughs. Uh, everybody laughs at me. I, it's hard not to. I'm okay I mean, with it. Laughs with you or without you? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, in my opinion, you, your calling was... You should have been a comedian. That's pretty good, because my mom says i got a face for radio. Yeah, I agree. That's why do you think I'm here. <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. Well, thank you, boys, for having me. It was a great time. we got to do this again soon. Oh, for sure. Let's not, and, wait, uh, let's not wait a year. I'll reach out. I'll stay. We can we can shack up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Make, make some spoons and do some hunting. Yes. Or the other way around. I mean, yeah. either yeah. way. That's where I stay warm. Hunting spoons. And- That's right. All right. Well, All right, guys. we appreciate it. And for everybody out there listening, like I said, check them out. And until then, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.